the beginning of the day and it's almost always the case that uh, to, to care for and continue our practice we specific, often specifically emphasize beginning of day and sometime towards the end of the day when you uh, check in with the sacred mm-hmm. now, here we have emblems and icons of the sacred the Buddha Dhamma the Sangha the Buddha the awakened subjectivity that which can you know recognize what's your know, truth and consider it not just consider it, but feel it and open to that awakening. The word Buddha means awakening. Mm. This is a title or epithet often associated with one particular historical person, but you can also use that as an, as an image, the, the sense of waking. Um, opening your eyes opening to Dhamma the truth or the teaching or the way things come together the reality, the order the true nature of things the true nature of humans which stands for itself doesn't need to be uh, proved it stands to itself stands up for itself, this is obvious, this is the real it's not a matter of opinion, it's not a matter of wishing or it's just that which becomes clear there is this clarity Sangha, that emphasis on directly applying oneself to practice and recognizing we're all in this together. Mm. There's nothing you experience that is abnormal, <laughs> or you know, beyond what can be cultivate. Well, cultivate with. It's all normal. Mm. So it's a sense of that the sacred gives us a sense of uh, faith, and the Buddhist comment is for when those who have faith, doors to the deathless are open. So it begins with faith, really, or sense of aspiration, and an energy that moves towards that inclines towards that <coughs> and the mindfulness to frame things up mm. and then the connection starts things start to unify and come together the samadhi it's called samadhi and then we more clear to discern what uh, what is fantasy what's abstraction what's actually the real what's needed um, what's unnecessary what's barking up the wrong tree what's you know, the tendency for the mind to miss the point. Mm. And what is the point? 
touching the real point beneath all the narratives and the stories what one is or should or shouldn't there's the real point often anxiety worry agitation uh, forms of sadness and suffering incompleteness and this is what we handle really you know the <clears throat> the movement isn't pleasant isn't about pleasure so you start start the day and and the first thing is not to just incline to to the pleasant but to incline to reality <laughs> and then the pleasant comes after that or the the, the helpful pleasant so as is commented there are kinds of pleasure which are skillful, helpful, purposeful, and kinds of pleasure that are unskillful, unhelpful. There are kinds of displeasure that are actually helpful, and kinds of displeasure that are unhelpful. So we don't know, but we begin to recognize it and realize we need to find out. Because pleasure, pain pushes, pushes us around, directs us. What's the skillful kind of pleasure? and if it isn't you know recognizing that if there isn't some kind of degree of pleasure satisfaction comfort in practice well how long are you going to keep it going before you you know it's just running on willpower but we have to for the um Skillful pleasure doesn't immediately come rushing in. It's not. It's not associated with sense contact. It comes from exercising one's faith. Mm-hmm. So whenever there's an exercise of aspiration or inspiration, there is a subtle kind of pleasantness about it. It's agreeable. We rise up something in us, yes I want and that quality has a certain vigour to it that is uh, agreeable not disagreeable the movement is agreeable intention so the, it's the quality of feeling that comes from intention rather than from sense contact is that switch so for example the the requirement or the movement towards honesty even if one has to be honest about difficult things, actually that movement has a sense the heart is relieved. You know, oh, at least I can speak my truth. There's a sense of relief of the chitta, uh, happiness of uh, kind of quiet happiness of the chitta in, in honesty, or in courage, or in aspiration. Mm. There is a subtle pleasure that born of this intention rather than born of, of touch, taste, sight um, perceptions, moods and so the quality of, of faith or inspiration or aspiration yes, it's a sense we say yes to our life however, you know, bruised it may be we say yes to it because it's, it's what it is and 
Uh, it's just that recognition that even if one's life is bruised and confused or dense, there's a sense of, yes, I want to be with this. Now that, that is actually, there's an agreeable lift of the heart with that. <clears throat> so the movement doesn't necessarily begin with pleasant feeling, but it begins to resonate a certain pleasure of, of con- conviction. Now in practical terms, or in body terms, if you put it in this way, we, we come in, we sit, we take up the position, we might feel bit sleepy or whatever and we're feeling on a physical level and the first movement is just to open and ground Mm. rather than huddle and contract we open and ground find the ground open up so this is a first bodily sign and there are three of uh, a few of them the first is a sense of space recognizing the space in the body, around the body, that allows us to open. And the space has first of all to be actually always checked out. And just at a very simple level of, yes, there is space around, physically around my body, uh, can I feel that? And this itself is a movement towards coming out of the contracted state into, into Recognition, oh yeah, there's this. It doesn't feel great, but at least one can be, there's an openness to that. Space ground is, is a very important experience, something one should never overlook. Or <clears throat> um, spend all the time you need just to find ground without this practice can be very difficult it's going to be because the mind just keeps spinning into abstractions of thoughts and ideas about meditation ideas about oneself it doesn't unless it finds ground it doesn't you don't establish proper mindfulness grounded mindfulness mindfulness that is is skillful useful and the ground is something that's given to us if we open to it. This is the beauty, you don't have to create it. As you sit, feeling actually the physical ground beneath your body, feeling it where your body touches the ground. Any place, any area that can give you that. And with that, the recognition, oh yes, there's this. And then still, it isn't quite there yet, because it's not just the sense contact Everybody knows they can, they can sitting on the on the earth, on the chair, or the floor. That's that's the beginning of it. But the fullness of it is a sense of as you stay with that, a sense as if something, an inner body or an inner quality, is coming to rest, coming to establishment, coming to balance, coming into uh, just exactly what ground means. So there's the, the first quality of that is just, you know, which we can do. We can, you know, sense that there's earth beneath me or floor beneath me or chair beneath me. That's, you know, you can open to that and making that important. 
is the main thing. It doesn't seem very important. But then, sitting and finding this balance and beginning to sense there's another quality, like an inner quality, feeling, sensing, relaxing the body inwardly, coming to another quality of ground, which means I feel grounded, again in ordinary language. Mm. I feel there's no pressure, there's a balance, there's no hurry. Uh, I don't even have to hurry up to feel grounded. It's just opening, descending, softening, widening, these qualities of the energy body. So the, the energy body or the inner body, giving that the time to find ground and open to it. Now you, you, in my estimation, um, if you want to do this kind of practice, you, you, you can't rush past that. Otherwise, it doesn't. You haven't got any, It doesn't build up. It doesn't build properly. It's like we're trying to build a house with no foundation and no floor. When this becomes present, there is a quiet sense of satisfaction. So that's the sign. As I said before, you you look for the the sign of the mind. The sign of oh. Uh-huh. Then there is again a quality of, of pleasure that's not born of sense contact, pleasure that's born of skillful states, a skillful attunement. And the Buddha said you should not neglect this pleasure, you should not um, overlook this pleasure, you should not be anxious or agitated about it, it's a necessary pleasure. just the pleasure of coming into groundedness and giving us your, uh, your your mind, your body all the time to, to soften and widen and deepen into that so space ground and then you realise these two come together because space also means all the time in the world, it's a spaciousness and space also means widening and you know around the body through the body down into the body so you you get a sense of something becoming more settled more more open more expansive and the sign the citta recognizes that, the heart recognizes that quality of groundedness in it, feels soothed. The agitation, the mental activity begins to, to calm, simplify. So mindfulness of body in this respect, of the embodiment experience, of the reality of the embodiment experience, brings around the qualities of samadhi. And again, you know, part of the conundrum is 
we assume we know what a body is because you see these things walking around and you think that's the body Not we all think that's our bodies what we see walking around uh, yeah that's that's a visual presentation which you know has its purposes but that's not that's not all the story and that's perhaps uh, quite a distracting um, presentation in many respects the expression is one is mindful of the body in the body one is mindful of the body with reference with respect to the body it's a locative sense that is we are body knows itself in its own terms not in visual terms not in perceptual terms not in terms of what I think about it uh, my attitudes towards it no the body knowing the body in the, with reference to or in the body's own terms body's own terms are not concepts innately they're not even sensations those sensations happen to it the properness the knowing of the body is, a, is an intelligent energy and it senses when, it, when there's fear when there's compulsion it senses it and it, it responds to that it retracts, it contracts, it shuts down and when there's ground it begins to open and feel safe and comfortable and it responds that's, that's, the, that's the body that's the body that uh, the most skillful and helpful body the, body the Buddha said there's no body more sublime than this just this and uh, saying that uh, they, they do not touch the deathless no one touches the deathless unless they establish mindfulness of body there is no touching of the deathless without establishment of mindfulness of body and uh, another saying that's, that occurs occasionally uh, one knows the deathless in one's body which is sort of like you know, you, you look at that and think, what's that mean? and then you begin to sense this intelligence that can open is that part of it? is that the beginning of it? is that the movement towards, the, you know what's called the deathless mm. well if it allows the sankharas to, to be stilled that is these uh, creative energetic activities uh, particularly of thought uh, moods, emotions if, it, if it's towards the stilling of that to the calming of that to the settling of that to the settling of disturbance to the alliance of, dis- of suffering well, it's in line with the, the path to the deathless. <coughs> if it allows for that, if it supports that, it must be in line with the path to the deathless. If it leads to the relinquishment of at least some aspects of this uh, identification, namely the identification with the visual experience of the body if it lessens that and then it must be in line if it lessens the gnawing of craving 
and arrives at a sense of satisfaction, it must be in line with that. If it's conducive to dispassion, to the, the sense of not uh, uh, seeking powerful, glowing fireballs of energy, but just calm and cool and enjoying that, it must be in line with the deathless. And as you begin to experience ground or groundedness, you realize this is, this is not personal, it's not mine, it's not got my name or number on it, it has no identity, uh, it's not, uh, uh, it hasn't come through me getting something or making something, it's come through me actually having an act of faith to let go of my uncertainties, compulsions, uh, future, past, uh, things I did wrong, things I should do, just to drop all that clutter and come into something that's nameless, open, and it begins to receive me. The ground receives, it's open. We might say, as we cultivate, as we steady into that, there is something that is the beginning of sympathy and ukampa, a resonance with, and you might say, you know, again in more colloquial terms, this is the beginning of love. Love is not doesn't begin with a pleasant feeling. Love begins with the ability to open and be present with without shaking, without withdrawal, without guilt, without regret. Mm-hmm without seeking an alternative to what's to what's there. This is you know what I mean. There's a safe boundary is established uh, which uh, it settles. So ground spaciousness ground in the beginning of sympathy, uh, primal sympathy, empathy, love, compassion. But you know, in Buddhist language, they generally use things like um, empathy because when you use a word like love, it can be very distorted by what we assume that is about or different aspects of it. It's not sentimental, it's not excited, it's, uh, yeah, it doesn't seek anything, it's not a gratification, it's not a rush, but it's a steady spreading, grounding, acceptance, presence with, the ability to be present with in a spacious way, and what we call primal sympathy, which is just, uh feels like this, feels like this. Now then, then we are, then the feeling aspect is the ability to feel, whether it's the feet, the, so it's the ability to feel rather than the, the, the transitory feelings themselves. Just the ability to feel, to sensitize rather than numb out, abstract, freeze. The ability to feel. Ah, this ability to feel is actually mildly agreeable. It gives me a sense of. Uh, Uh, sympathy rather than reaction uh, 
confidence rather than should I feel this or should I feel that something must be going wrong am I doing the right thing is it going the right way well, I suppose it goes from the abstracting tendency into oh, feels like this So, in a way, space, ground, empathy, and the last feature that can arises is clarity. And clarity, in this sense, is just speci- very specific clarity. Specific right now, at this moment, clarity. It's not clarity, it's not vision about the future or overall analysis of myself but just specific clarity this is the sense now this is the feeling now this is the here in the body now this is the movement of agitation now this is how that is now that's it so we're tracking process just tracking it clarity acts as just a, a recognition that allows and supports are staying at the point, staying on target, staying on topic. If the, even if the topic is the movement of something disturbing or uncertain or shifting, and this is where you know the body field senses is helpful because we begin to change our language, our designation from feeling unhappy, feeling uncertain to there is a wobble, there is a shake, there is a cooling, there is a narrowing. You know, just so that it's le- the language is less evocative of there's something wrong with me. I shouldn't feel like this. It's just acknowledging these shifts and movements. Yeah. So specific clarity in reference to the embodiment experience is a lot uh, uh, direct, more direct, sometimes mysterious. What's all this about? I don't know. Uh, I don't have to know. But I can be clear that this is you know, what it's doing in, the, in an energetic sense, in the body energy sense. And through that, as the as clarity is established, we feel shifts in our awareness. Our mind begin. Our heart mind doesn't abstract. Doesn't go into this spin of narratives. Just feels directly how this is now. Uh-huh. And then that clear about the process clear about the process clear about the path in this in this sense clear about the process so whatever it is do you have space are you ground do you have ground yeah is that there do you have that uh, sympathy that sense of widening and holding or are you trying to make something happen? Are you trying to stop something happening? Can you just hold hold the frame of reference, mindfulness? 
and hold the frame of reference let that do the practice for you therefore there is practice that's directed which is right reference sati, faith the movement of faith and inspiration movement following that through with some application energy establishing a frame of reference letting things settle and unify rather than breaking up into to abstractions and strategies just letting things giving things the time to, to unify and settle and then the wisdom to know all this has arisen it's conditioned not self changeable and using but still using it to release oneself from the the um, conditions that are not supportive So the skillful conditions, conditioned experiences of direct practice, they are conditioned, they are set up through a specific kind of intention, intention to practice. We could say they are not self, they are also subject to change. Um, But what they do is they clear away the conditions that go in the opposite direction to, to realization. They they clear the path to the deathless. And without without this, but by and large for I don't know, surveyed, but we <laughs> without this what happens is unsupportive conditions come rushing in, which is the residues of past karma, uh, the old habits, the old attitudes, they just come they come in and this is how we start, you know, a day can be just this, a, a, a revival of the old patterns, the old habits, and they come in because they're easy ones to, to go to, because they're so ingrained, and that's the wrong path. The conditions that lead to old age, sickness, death, sorrow, pain, lamentation, grief and despair, bound, being bound, being tied up, being tangled, not getting through, and all that obstructiveness. So with, without establishing that path, this is the trajectory that we go down. We don't really, you know, there isn't like a neutral territory. Otherwise you're either going down the path of the deathless or you're going down the tubes. But <laughs> So that, that's the kind of you know, I had to be pretty straight to myself. <laughs> you know, this isn't a little hobby <laughs> that I do, or some duty that I do to be a good person, to be a good monk. It's like, you know, I'm into, I'm into survival, <laughs> and uh, this is what I, I need to do. I need to keep aligning that to 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 the, to the path of the deathless, because otherwise it it can go the other way. Mm. For often for many good reasons <laughs> as ideas <laughs> but when there is basic space, basic ground there's a sense of I would say basic strength 
and within that primal sympathy, basic, a sense of basic, very basic love, and then simple clarity, uh, and that that reference. And it happens. So there's directed, there's also undirected, which is, as you work into these practices, you realize there's also a big need to listen and wait and let things form and move. let Let the body, you know, you can put it in the right position, open, invite, and then you've got to wait till it, recognizes and it begins to, to to steady and fill. Same thing with the mind. You can take it there, like you know, taking a horse to water, you can't make it drink. You have to wait with a sense of patience and sympathy and connectedness, staying in touch until the horse sees the water. Oh yeah. And it, it, right. And there's a, this is the sign. The sign is like a shiver like a, an eagerness, like a aha moment. Sometimes these are called insights, uh, or a moment of, of true wisdom where this is, oh, this is the real. This is not, you know, the world of circumstance and change. This is the real. Mm-hmm. Another definition or, or that it, it is, it, it is now the word that's used, this is the real, this is the peaceful, this is the steady, this is the safe, this is the secure, this. And it, it, it gets it. And that's involuntary. That's not, that doesn't come through trying to get it, it comes through just setting up the, the template and staying in touch, staying in touch, staying in touch, and then something arises or something realizes mm-hmm. all this stuff is just spun out conditioned of little value so this is awakening waking up out of the dream So awakening, I would say, is is uh, moments. Uh, you you all do it. You'll wake up. You may wake up for a moment to something. You wake to it. Doesn't mean you're completely awakened, but you get that awakening moment. The awakening moment is a significant one to acknowledge before the doubt sets in. Doubt is called Mara, the tempter, the seducer, the one that wants to send you back on the wrong path. So, <clears throat> part of practice is just to keep surveying and almost photographing, or this actually, yeah, there is this. Uh, there is this. To, to, um, 
confirm one's faith, then one's faith becomes confidence, and one's energy becomes steady, one's mindfulness is assured, and mind collects and unifies, and there is the wisdom that leads to release. <laughs>